worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I don't know if I trust any Chris that spells it with a K. And Eric Fry. Shut up. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. happening out there welcome uh, one and all welcome ladies and gentlemen to another day to another edition of the uh, starting lineup here on espn radio 98.9 the game what's happening here on this wednesday you know what that means it's hump day and it's a may 17th 2023 it's Travis sparks eric fry alongside here live in the jack fm 98.9 the game of studios and i got a good show lined up for you as always coming up we'll be uh, hitting up on that nba draft lottery the uh, victor wamba sweepstakes and see who won that and we'll hit up on some local sports some baseball and a softball from yesterday and we'll tell you about the games that are happening today some that got pushed back due to the rain mm-hmm. yesterday morning and some of it got pushed back to today so uh loaded schedule on a uh, wednesday yes. and figured it would be for postseason but especially with those games being uh, pushed back and a little change to the uh, postseason schedule but we got you covered and we'll hit up on that coming up uh, very very soon we'll also hit up on a major league baseball take a whip around of the uh, major leagues from uh, last night Hey, uh, the Cardinals, hey, the streak had to come to an end, right? And uh, the uh, Brew crew ended up winning 3-2 to two, uh, last night, and we'll get into uh, the uh, game. And who is finally making the start for the Cardinals tonight? Ooh. Something we've been looking forward to for a while. And you can hear that game right here on a 98.9, 5.50, same as the last two nights, and a 5.50 a pregame show here on a 98.9, the game 6.35, a first pitch to follow after that. And we'll also hit up on the NBA playoffs from last night in game number one of the Western Conference Finals as the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic getting it done last mm-hmm. night. And we'll take a peek at the Stanley Cup playoffs for game number one. That is starting this evening. You love to see it, by the way. What, the Nuggets? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice uh, performance. I, I was a little worried there. Lakers made it close at one point, and the Nuggets had full control, but, but uh, the Lakers ended up 
coming up short on the comeback. Oh, we'll 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 deep dive that coming up in a little bit. <laughs> and why it's trouble for the Lakers. All right, and then uh, we'll hit up on uh, some other random news and uh, notes. We'll hit up on uh, the uh, uh, video game news uh, today. I saw that that came across the wire uh, this morning about NCAA of football and all that with EA Sports and uh, also definitely wanted to uh, hit up on in the uh, pod about a new show coming to ESPN as it was announced yesterday. So definitely want to get into that announcement coming up in the pod. And we'll talk about the NASCAR 75 list. And the NASCAR 75 drivers list and Mm -hmm. Eric's complaints, I'm guessing. Couple. There's a couple. Couple of complaints couple of and complaints. couple of snubs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we'll get into that. We'll talk about it as well. Worry. So I'll uh, pencil that in uh, for the uh, pod, yes. so I don't forget. And when we get to MLB, we'll recap Dinger Tuesday as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got a lot to get to here today on the schedule. So uh, let's get it started, and let's get it started with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, the NBA. We're starting off with the uh, NBA uh, draft lottery uh, from uh, last night. Three teams had uh, the uh, best odds to uh, land uh, the uh, number one pick. It was the uh, Detroit Pistons. They had the actually had the worst record in uh, the NBA uh, this season. And the Houston Rockets also had a 14% chance of landing it. And then also the team that landed the uh, number one overall selection also a 14% chance to win the number one overall pick and uh, consensus number one uh, prospect, Victor Wimbamba. And uh, it was the uh, San Antonio Spurs winning uh, the uh, NBA draft lottery uh, last night. And uh, the they say the rich get richer for the uh, Spurs. So they land another number one draft pick and uh, can't miss prospect uh, at that consensus number one. And looks like he, Victor, could potentially be mm-hmm. going to the San Antonio Spurs. And let's talk about that, Travis, because this is now the third time in their history that the Spurs have the first overall. Mm-hmm. The first time was in 1987 when they picked up David Robinson. Pretty solid pretty, pickup. Pretty decent. And the other was in 1997 when they picked up Tim Duncan. Not to put any pressure on this kid. Pretty. But but that's the company you're in. And yeah, pretty even, uh, solid Two picks there. So he's going to become the sixth number one pick, having never played in college. Hmm. So let's let's take a look at him. In 2001, Kwame Brown. Ooh. Uh, didn't work out so well. 2002, Yao Ming. And he worked out. Uh, he did have some injuries that, you know, kind of ended his career. 03, LeBron. I think he's doing all right for himself. 04, Dwight Howard. Yeah, he did all right. And 06, Andre Bargnani. Not so much. So is he going to be the the bookends, or is he starting a new one? You know, see the pattern? Bad, yeah. good, good, bad. So is he is he going to be good? And uh, he's going to be 5'7 when he's drafted. Travis L making the second tallest player ever selected first overall behind Yao Ming by an inch. So we'll see when he measures, when he when he goes to the combine, if he's going to go. Um, and he's only 19. He's only 19. And... Travis, the 
largest increase in wins from the season before in NBA history. You have to look at the, the Celtics from 07 to 08. They gained 42 wins when they acquired Garnett and Allen. Mm-hmm. But after that, it was Tim Duncan's worst season. The Spurs gained 36 wins. And David Robinson's first season, they gained 35 wins. So, again, there's big shoes for this kid. There's a lot of pressure on him. Right, yeah, and not only with the uh, potentially being a pick by San Antonio number one, with uh, being in that company with two Hall of Famers that went that went on to win multiple championships, mm-hmm. but uh, you know already the pressure as a 19 year old is uh, being called as a generational talent, can't miss prospect, uh, the most anticipated NBA prospect since LeBron in 2003. So the pressure is already on. Him even before he stepped on the floor, even if he wasn't going to be picked uh, by mm-hmm. the San Antonio Spurs. So uh, still a, a lot of pressure uh, and, being put on him. And I love this stat, Travis. When um, when Bama was born, Greg Popovich already coached in 557 games. Yeah, I, I love that too. I definitely <laughs> highlighted that. Uh, Pop had won two NBA championships at that point, and he was a year away from winning a third title yep. when he was born in January 4th, 2004. If he turned 75 in January, Travis, he would be the fifth head coach or manager in the four major professional sports to coach a game at 75 years old, joining Connie Mack, Tony La Russa, Jack McLennan, and Al Arbor for the NHL, who coached one game. Hmm. So we'll have to see if that happens. Now, that's what everyone's talking about. Everyone's talking about the Spurs. But I want to talk about the team who got number two. Yeah, and that's the Charlotte Hornets. And Travis, they have a history. It's the fourth time they've had the number two pick. Here's the previous ones. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 92. First pick was Shaq. Mm. Second pick was Alonzo Mourning. Missed out on the superstar. Yeah. 2004. First pick was Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Second pick, Emeka Okafor. Ooh. Missed out on the superstar. <laughs> 2012, mm-hmm. number one pick was Anthony Davis. Second pick, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Ooh, a miss. They don't have a lot of success picking number two, Travis. No. Those are the three times they've picked number two in franchise history. Ah, and missed out on players mm-hmm. like that. And. You know how everyone talks about tanking, and and the NBA specifically. Yeah. But, Travis, this isn't – as we've seen, they've changed the rules for the draft lottery as far as the odds go. Mm -hmm. The Pistons' worst record, as you said, that is now five straight seasons with the team with the worst record has not picked first overall. Mm. And it's been five years since we changed the draft format. Mm. So it definitely is – A correlation Tanking is not – going to help you get the number one pick right yeah and the pistons ended up sliding all the way to five mm-hmm. so uh both the uh, rockets right before them have four so you know the spurs houston and detroit were tied at 14 percent best odds at the number one selection and mm-hmm. spurs get number one and then the rockets land at four and five respectively so yep uh sandwich right there is uh the trailblazers will pick third uh, there, uh, the Magic are selected to go six. Pacers seven. The Wizards eighth. The ninth pick goes to the Jazz. Tenth is the uh, Mavericks. Uh, the eleventh is the uh, Bulls. Twelfth Thunder. Thirteenth Raptors. Fourteen Pelicans. And uh, the Bulls get to keep that pick, no, or no, uh, it's they going have to, to the flip Magic. that to the Magic. Yep, it's going to the Magic. That's why so the Magic have two lottery picks. Um, 
coming up. The Bulls would have only kept if it was a top four. Gotcha. So the odds of that, as we talked about yesterday, 1.8% chance it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So um, but, uh, the Spurs, they're going to pick first. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if they pick a, a Hall of Famer with this number one overall selection. Yep. Uh, it was also uh, funny on the uh, broadcast that um, – Brian Windhorst went all the way to uh, France to uh, interview Victor, and it was only like a 70-second interview, and that was it. Naturally. I mean, maybe he did some other uh, talking with Victor after that for a longer piece, but it's just funny that he flew all the way to France just for a little bit over a minute mm-hmm. interview with the guy at 2.30 a.m., hey. by the way, in France. Yeah, so I don't blame Victor for that because <laughs> it's a little early for 2:30. him. 2.30, uh, but... Uh, it looks like he uh, might be selected by uh, the uh, San Antonio Spurs, and I'm not willing to say that hashtag the NBA is rigged, even though the uh, Spurs were a dynasty back in the day. This is not like the Blackhawks situation where they just traded off all their players. Right. Uh, the Spurs, uh, all their players aged out and uh, retired, and it's not like they just retired last season. Yeah. It's been a little bit, and I don't think anybody's going to say that San Antonio is a major market. No, it's not. Like Chicago. And and they're not attracting free agents. You yeah. know. So I, I I think this is good for San Antonio. My, what my question is, Travis, is Pop going to coach this team? I think this may uh may Be, persuade him to stay. You think it'll keep him to stay? Mm-hmm. See I was thinking the opposite. Because now you have a generational star, as what people are saying, mm-hmm. to build around. Why would you want a coach who's going to be there at most three to five years? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to start that entire rebuild process now? Right. Yeah, he definitely could uh, look at that uh, perspective or, you know, just trying to coach him as many years as Pop possibly can. You could look at that that way as well. I mean, here's the thing. Pop's going to stay in San Antonio until he decides to quit. Right, yeah, exactly. He has the run of that place. He can do whatever Mm -hmm. he wants with it. And whenever yeah. he's probably done, he's probably got a front office job waiting for him. Yeah, right. I mean, gosh, you see uh, coaches that just made trips to the NBA Finals mm-hmm. uh, getting gone. NBA champions oh, yeah. gone. Doc Rivers, he can't win a game seven, so he gets fired. Uh, but somehow Popovich has uh, survived I, the uh, Spurs not being great over the last several years. Four straight coach of the years fired. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't win that award. No. But Popovich is still there. Talk about the President's Cup, Travis. And that curse. <laughs> yeah. The Coach of the Year curse is on. Don't want to win that award. No. Definitely. Who won it this year? We don't have winners yet. Uh, I don't know. I, wasn't it uh, the Kings coach? Oh, uh, maybe. Coach oh, he's, Brown? He's fired at the end of the season. <laughs> Next year, he's gone. Next year. When they miss the playoffs, he's he could gone. He potentially be gone. The, yeah. The Kings come back down to earth, finish 15-43. and 43. Ooh, that's a steep drop-off right there. Uh, we'll explore the uh, game number one of the uh, Western Conference of Finals a little bit later in another program, and we'll take a look at tonight's game one with the Heat and uh, Celtics coming up as well. But right now we got to turn things over to uh, local sports, and we turn things over to uh, baseball and uh, softball. A couple regular season matchups from yesterday, but we'll be exploring uh, the postseason action that happened yesterday and uh, today coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup 
from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. There's a young lady who works at a medical clinic who is currently on Plan Z the Diet by Zola. Hi, I'm Zola. The interesting thing is the clinic she works at offers weight loss solutions of varying types. She tried all that and she worked out a lot too, but she could never get the weight off. She heard about Plan Z and decided to give it a whirl. She only needed to lose maybe 30 pounds max. Well, she emailed me at day 39. She's lost 20 pounds already and she's thrilled. She's down to the lowest weight she's been at since hitting adulthood. This young lady is studying to be a doctor. She says she has learned more from my diet about nutrition than she has in her medical study. She plans to carry what she has learned with her throughout her career. You might be like this young woman. Maybe you only have 20 to 30 pounds to lose to look fabulous in that swimsuit this summer. Maybe you work out and try to lose weight only to fail. This time, get it off by getting on PlanZDiet.com. PlanZDiet.com because you deserve a better diet and I've designed one that works. PlanZDiet.com. Paid actor, not a real customer. Quote based on the healthy, non-smoking, 44-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. Welcome to Ethos, a new kind of insurance company that believes life insurance should be hassle-free, affordable, and accessible for everyone. For around a dollar a day, I got a 20-year, $250,000 term life insurance policy without a medical exam. All I had to do was answer a few health questions and snap, family protected. It was quick and easy. Ethos is 100% online. I got a quote in seconds, applied in minutes and got coverage in hours. Just answer a few health questions. No medical exam, no blood tests, no hassle. Look, nobody wants to plan for the unthinkable, but it would be so much worse to not plan at all. So don't put it off. It feels great having the peace of mind knowing that my family is protected. Ethos, the 100% online hassle-free way to get affordable life insurance. Don't wait. Get your free online quote now at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Missouri hosts South Carolina tomorrow in the battle for the Mayor's Cup Trophy. Tigers enter at four and five, while the Gamecocks are five and four. Who really kind of cares about that game? Uh, Carson Wentz was down with a sickness as he's dealing with an illness. As Indy will host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup on 98.9 and the game. I thought that right was a there. good one. I mean, uh, that one was was definitely uh, noteworthy. Was I I definitely wrote that down to uh, save that one for a future bumper. On 98.9, the game.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. You're on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at some uh, local sports action that happened yesterday. And uh, let's start off in a regular season high school baseball. As it was Altamont who came away with the win. A 7-2-6 over Newton yesterday slash last night. See a lot of people getting in here in this game. As it was Newton scoring one run in the top of the first. But then Altamont comes back and scores three in the bottom half of the inning. They take a 4-1 lead with a run in the third. As both teams score three runs in the sixth. And Newton puts up a two spot in the seventh to almost come back. But... Uh, fall one run short there as Altamont picks up the win. As a lot of people here in the uh, pitching mound, it was Robinson who got the start. He only went one and two-thirds innings, giving up a hit and four Ks. Stemke came in, and he went one and two-thirds innings. Caden uh, Davis, he came in, and he pitched two innings, uh, and he actually was the one that got the win. He only gave up a hit and five strikeouts as well. Uh, Seaver and Yarhouse. Uh, finish things off there for the Indians. And uh, Lewis actually uh, took the uh, loss as uh, for the Eagles. He went uh, an inning and four, gave up four hits, three runs, one walk, no Ks. Uh, Beerman came in with two innings of relief and struck out three. And McClure also had four Ks in two innings of relief as well. Uh, RBIs, uh, five of them are accredited here for uh, the uh, Indians as uh, two went to Caden uh, Miller. Uh, the other RBIs sprinkled in there, uh, Earhart, Robbins, and uh, Phillips, all RBIs there for Altamont. Uh, over for Newton, six RBIs. All six of them were credited here. Meinhardt, he goes and has two RBIs to pace the attack. Flowers drove in a run. Reynolds and McClure drive in the other runs there for Newton as Altamont picks up the uh, dub uh, there. Uh, Mount Vernon. Oh, I was going to say, you know why they went through so many pitchers, of course, don't you? It's about to begin regionals. Yeah, you want to save your arms. Yeah, you got to have the pitch count yep. low. So, uh, Mount Vernon, they got the uh, shutout win over Alney, 10 to a 0. It was Highland getting the win over FEM by the final of a 2 to 1 here, as this was a pitcher's duel here in Highland. As Highland, they scored in the bottom of the second. FEM uh, tied it up in the top of the sixth, but a walk off there for Highland with a run in the seventh inning gave the Bulldogs. A win uh, there. Knievel, he got the win on the mound for Highland. He went all seven innings, giving up six hits, one run, and a six strikeouts there for the Hearts. Uh, Coverline, he went every uh, distance he could, six and a third innings, giving up five hits, a couple of runs, and four strikeouts. And the one lone RBI for FEM was credited there by Raditz there in FEM's loss. It was Muhammad picking up the win over a normal West 12 to a 5 and Mattoon and Lincoln they ended up tying at 3. In a softball we had Marion get the win over only 5 to nothing and FEM was supposed to score off against Mount Vernon but that game has been postponed until Friday at 4.30. In Class 1A, Altamont Regional action in that game between Edwards County and St. Elmo Brownstown, that got postponed until today at 4.30. South Central Regional, the number one seed South Central, was supposed to score off against the 17 Weber. Well, that's been postponed until Wednesday. 
Hudsonville Regional. Both of those games were postponed to today. Uh, Windsor Two Straws against Hudsonville and Cumberland against Oblong. Uh, those were postponed to today. Casey, we actually got those two games in. The number one overall seed at Casey, they handled Central A&M 15-2 nothing. And the four seed at Dietrich defeated the five seed Oka Valley 16-2-1. So it'll be Casey versus Dietrich in the regional championship. Making Meridian uh, regional, it was the two seed Leroy winning over the seven seed Arcola 2-1. And the 5C Tuscola defeated Macon Meridian 4-3. So it'll be Leroy versus Tuscola in the regional championship. Hayworth Regional is the number one overall seed. Hayworth getting the win over Blue Ridge 7-2-0. Villa Grove Regional is the number one seed of Villa Grove. Uh, they easily handled Heritage 15-0. And the 4th seed of Watsika defeated Tri-County 16-2-6. In Class 2A, the Flora Regional is the number one seed. And Newton get the win over the ninth seed, Lawrenceville, 12 to 1. And the four seed, Flora, defeated the six seed, Robinson, 2 to 1. So it'll be Newton versus Flora in the regional championship. Greenville Regional is the two seed at Salem. They defeated the eight seed, Litchfield, 5 to nothing. Sullivan Regional, it was the two seed, Marshall, over the six seed, Shelbyville, 16 6. The three seed, St. Joe Ogden, over the five seed is Sullivan, a nine to zero. Bloomington and Central Catholic Regional is the two seed normal over the nine seed Clinton, thirteen and two of five. In the West Frankfurt uh, Regional is the four seed Mount Carmel over the six seed West Frankfurt, eight to seven. Tri City Regional is the number one seed is Stanford Olympia over the six seed North Mac, thirteen and two of zero. In the Topless Regional, the number one overall seed is St. Anthony was supposed to square off against the nine seed of Pena. Well, that game has been postponed until today. And in the Moreau Forsyth Regional, that also got postponed today with Tolona Unity and Arthur and Warrensburg Latham and Moroa. Same times as yesterday. And in tennis, we had FEM and Shelbyville get canceled as well. Local sports uh, for today in uh, baseball, two regular season uh, matchups only there at Charleston and Normal Community is at Matt Toom in the Class 1A Tuscola Regional. It's the number one seed of Windsor's Two Straws against the uh, 10 seed Tuscola and the four seed Arcola against the six seed uh, Macon uh, Meridian uh, there in uh, that regional. And uh, let's see, I was trying to see if those was 4:30 and a 6:30 for those start times for that game. In uh, the South Central Regional, it's the two seed at North Clay against the eight seed at Dietrich at 4:30, and then the three seed at South Central over uh, against the six seed at Red Hill. And that'll be at uh, seven o'clock uh, tonight. Brownstown Regional, it's the number one seed at St. Anthony. It's the seven seed CHBC at 430. Neoga Regional, the two seed Oka Valley versus the seven Casey at 430. Argenta, it's the number one seed Mount Pulaski against the eight seed Argenta, 430. South Fork Regional, it's the Cater St. Teresa against the nine at Danville Schlarman at 430. Class 2A Greenville Regional, the two, uh, two seed Flora against the six seed Tatopolis. At 4:30, Roxana Regional number one seed of Father McGivney against the 10 seed East Alton Wood River. At 4:30, Carmine White County Region it's the two Anna Jonesboro against the 10 Fairfield and the three Mount Carmel against the five Carmine White County. Piasaw Regional number one seed of Gillespie. Hey, they're still undefeated. They're trying to that's impressive. Uh, keep this going mm -hmm. as they'll take on the nine Auburn at 4:30. 
Sullivan Regional. It's to two, Carlinville against the 10, Payne at 430. Quincy Notre Dame Regional, number one, Quincy Notre Dame against the six, Pleasant Plains at four, and the four seed, Warrensburg Latham against the five, Pittsfield at six. In softball, regular season, we got Olney at Charleston. Class 1A Altamonte Regional, we got the two seed Edwards County against the nine at St. Elmo at 430. And the game that was supposed to be today, well, basically everything's got pushed back uh, a day there for the Altamonte Regional. Uh, South Central Regional, number one, uh, South Central against the seven, Weber, and the four, Grayville, versus the six, Wayne City, to follow after that. Hudsonville Regional, the two, Windsor Two Straws against the eight, Hudsonville at 430, the three, Cumberland against the seven, Oblong at six, Aworth Regional, the three, Fisher against the six, Argenta at 430, Class 2A, Roxana Regional, the two, Breeze Martyr Day against the seven, Roxana at four, and the three, Columbia against the six, Pysol at 530, Greenville Regional, the three, Gillespie against the five, Stone at 430, Tatopolis Regional, it's going to be the uh, four seed of Westville against the seven seed Tatopolis at 430. But the uh, ninth seed of Pano will actually be at the number one seed of St. Anthony at 430 uh, due to the uh, schedule being pushed back there. That game is mm-hmm. actually going to be played at St. Anthony High School uh, today. Um, Royal Forsyth Regional, the number one at Tolono against the seven Arthur at 430. And the four Warrensburg Latham at the five Moreau Forsyth at 6. And a busy day for track and field as well. In a Class 1A, we got area teams competing in Newton at the Newton sectional. We got area teams competing at the Tuscola sectional. And Class 2A, the Mattoon sectional as well with a ton of area teams competing there in boys track and field as the uh, girls track and field events will begin at state starting tomorrow. The uh, preliminaries there Busy day on the campus of EIU Mm -hmm. coming up starting tomorrow. So uh, we'll hopefully be telling you about those events there at O'Brien Field. And we'll hopefully tell you about the uh, sectional results tomorrow for the boys track and field from those sectionals tomorrow. So absolutely loaded day around the local sports world as we wrap up the local sports season. And we still got uh, to uh, talk about uh, some baseball at the major league level. So that's what we'll hit up on coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Planning meals or cooking, which do you dread more? This is Allie Weber at Modern Family Dinners with some great news. You never have to experience dinner dread when you let me do the planning, shopping, and cooking. I offer great tasting meal choices ready to reheat. There's never any waste because you decide how many portions and no dirty dishes. So after a busy day, turn dinner dread into delicious delight. Modern Family Dinners, less stress, more family time, See us online at modernfamilydinners.com. 
Things are moving right along at JNR Collision Centers in Teotopolis. We are finishing up the transition of our newest location at 1424 East Fayette Avenue. If you have an accident, let us guide you through the repair process. We can assist you with your insurance claim, regardless of the insurance company, and ensure a timely, safe, and proper repair. Please stop by our newest location on Fayette Avenue and let us show you what customer service and quality are all about. JNR Collision Centers, now with five locations to assist with all your collision repair needs. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Susan has always wanted to live in a chateau. I like a certain je ne sais quoi. While Jake is more into the Cape Cod style home. It's a classic look. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy and they could save even more. In the end, Susan and Jake found a Cape Cod style home where they will only speak French. Bonjour, je t'aime, uh, merci beaucoup, and uh, cordon bleu. You'll get better with time. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage egg croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for three bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So if you did miss Wendy's breakfast, don't imagine fresh cracked eggs, sizzling sausage, crispy bacon, and block out those hot, buttery, flaky croissants. Croissants don't really make a sound, but if they did, for a breakfast that don't miss, Wendy's is that breakfast. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Select a request $3 breakfast deal to obtain discount. Not valid for a la carte combo orders. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Chicago Alderman George Card- Cardenas, whatever, believes the city should take drastic measures to keep the Bears in the Windy City. The starting lineup. What was that Chicago Bears guy name? They were like, ah, who cares? George Card- Cardenas. Cardenas. I don't know who that is. I was going to say, the only George I know from Chicago, George Hallis. Yes, it's the only George that matters. Only one that matters. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. Tyler O'Neill is inching his way back to the Cardinals lineup. The outfielder will begin a minor league rehab assignment tomorrow. O'Neill has been on the 10-day injured list since straining his lower back on May 5th. Cardinals haven't announced which affiliate O'Neill will play for during his assignment. The Bulls' first-round pick, as we talked about, will be forgotten, so they failed to jump in the top four picks, so it'll go to Orlando to complete a 2021 trade that sent Vucevic to Chicago. The team had just an 8.5% chance to land a pick in the top four. The Chicago Fire FC look for their second win in a row when they visit Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium tonight. Fire coming off a 1-0 victory over St. Louis City this past weekend. Chicago's 13th place in the Eastern Conference with three wins, five draws, and three losses for 14 points. The Bears will have to shell out some cash before even getting started with the construction of their potential new stadium. The Daily Herald is reporting that demolition of the Arlington International Racecourse will cost $3.8 million. The Bears finalized their purchase for the racecourse's plot of land in February with the hopes of building a new stadium to replace Soldier Field. The team is still waiting for approval on the permits for the demolition. And the NFL executives mentioned holding an annual host for the Black Friday game. As we talked about, the Bengals uh, were, were mentioned as well. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. It's Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports and Arades today. Yeah, I was, I was trying to edit as I went, and that's not a good thing. Ran out of time there. Yep. A lot of uh, dead space. Yep. There. Well, I was hoping they'd give us more teams than just the Bengals, but we talked about that yesterday with the Bengals. I was hoping for more, but mm-hmm. thanks, AP. 
Yep. <laughs> Thanks, AP. All right, so we roll on here on the show, and uh, let's hit up on uh, some uh, Major League Baseball from uh, last night as the uh, Cardinals' little win streak that they were on. It was uh, snapped last night as the uh, Brewers they end up winning a three to two. But the game started off well for St. Louis, at least. I mean, yeah, Milwaukee did score in the uh, top of the first. Uh, but then in the uh, second inning, uh, the man that's hotter than the surface of the sun, it's uh, Nolan Arenado, his fifth straight home run that he's had in five straight games. So uh, he continues uh, to uh, be hot there. Hey, he's he- heating up. Slow start, but he's finally starting to uh, turn it around for uh, St. Louis, the third baseman there. But Milwaukee did pick up runs in the mm-hmm. fifth and a sixth to uh, go ahead there. As this turned out to be a bullpen game for the uh, Brewers, as Wade Miley left the uh, start early, as he uh, went out with a strained lat. And a Craig Council said after the game that uh, it might require a trip to the IL. Uh, for Mr. Miley there. So he only went one and two-thirds innings. So uh, the bullpen really was taxed last night for the uh, Brew Crew. And it got a little interesting there in the uh, ninth inning. Uh, Newpar gave it a little ride. It came up just a little bit short. It was at the warning track. And then uh, Contreras, he smacked one to a dead center. And uh, Weimer there misplayed it. It kind of tailed on him there, and it got by him. And Contreras ended up being at second base. And I think Coach Schmidt was up at that point. And nope, that was the batter beforehand. Uh, Coach Schmidt's an MVP unless there's uh, the games on the line. Mm. I'll continue to say that um, until he proves me wrong otherwise. Prove you wrong. uh, Then that set up the stage for Arenado. You think that they were going to pitch to him with a base open? Now nope. no. they uh, they were careful with him for two pitches, and then they ended up walking him. And then uh, Paul DeYoung came up there, and he ended up grounding out to third baseman and just stepped on the bag to close out the game. But, man, I thought we were going to get lucky there at the uh, very end with that misplay in center field, but just not to be last night. It didn't come back to haunt you, Travis. So are you still saying you're back? Are you still red hot? Are you still the team to to win it all? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I wasn't expecting to go like ninety and zero from the rest of the way. No, but I, as we said, you need to get two out of three. Now you got a tough assignment tonight against Corbin Burns. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you just get back on it. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, that was the entire offense. I mean, Donovan uh, did have an RBI as well as a two out RBI to score the second run, but offense was non-existent last night it, you would kind of expect that to come down to earth after scoring 16 or 18 runs the other night I should but, save some of those uh, yeah you probably probably should have mm-hmm. uh, Montgomery takes the loss last night he falls to a two in a six record in uh, five and a third innings I uh, gave up eight uh, hits and those three runs were credited to him he did have seven strikeouts but uh, got lit up with a couple of home runs uh, Hicks, he came in and have a clean inning of works that he did, an inning and two-thirds. Palante, Verhagen, uh, they held things down uh, there. But uh, Milwaukee is uh, very fortunate for two reasons, because they're very fortunate that today is not an afternoon game. Mm-hmm. If it was an afternoon game, we would be off by now. Right. Uh, but 
because uh, of how taxing that their bullpen had to be last night. Yep. But also the taxing of the bullpen, but that's okay. You got your ace on the mound yep. uh, tonight as they throw out Corbin Burns there, and you would expect him to get at least five, at worst, oh, yeah. six innings yeah. uh, there uh, for Mr. Burns uh, tonight. And then it was announced after the game, broken by uh, Jimmy the Cat Hayes there for Valley Sports, uh, but uh, that the Cardinals, we'll see how long this lasts. I mean, Mosaic did say at the beginning of the offseason that they have six starting pitchers, and we're going to a six-man rotation as we're pushing everybody back a day as it was supposed to be Wainwright tonight. Uh, that's not happening. He's gonna. They're gonna save him for the uh, Dodgers, and to get even more lefties in there, they are gonna go with none other than Matthew Libitor. You got your wish tonight. Travis. I got my wish. He is here, and finally, Matthew Libitor gets the start tonight. The April pitcher of the month for the Memphis Redbirds is a backup here in the big leagues, and. It's against Corbin Burns. Are you happy with that? I am very happy. I really want him to do well tonight. I mean, obviously, everyone wants him to do well, but are you happy with the circumstances? Are you happy? Like, to me... Oh, no. I mean, I would much rather have like him take the spot of Mats and Mats go to the bullpen or right. just completely gone. Because, again, does this kind of feel... I, and maybe I'm wrong, and you can tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. I've been wrong plenty of times before. This feels like the Contreras move again. A little bit. Especially since it happened after the loss. Like, right. it wasn't like it was announced before the game, this is what we're doing. It was after the loss, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's, hey, we're calling this guy up now, and he's going to start because you all wanted him. <laughs> because we lost the game. Like, it just, it right. feels like a, what are you, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah. move. And then you know how I said yesterday about Ollie in the post game the other night saying uh-huh. about uh, that Contreras we're better when Contreras is back there behind the yeah. plate. Well, he was at DH last night. Of course he was. <laughs> I I would go with the it's the matchup more than uh, anything, but isn't that just ironic that the uh, Cardinals uh, would say that he would say that, and then the very next day, uh, Contreras is the designated hitter there. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, hey, that's uh, Ollie Marmol in this organization for you, I guess. So uh, we'll hope for good things for uh, Libertor. I know that he wasn't great last year or uh, what we hoped him to be with uh, being one of the uh, best prospects or pitching prospects that we've had. Uh, but I'm willing to give him another shot. He was great in spring training. He was great in the minor leagues, obviously. And so now he's going to get another shot here in the big leagues this evening. Again, 5.50, a pregame show here on a 98.9. Let's take a look at action elsewhere from the uh, big leagues last night. Astros, they win again as they beat the Cubbies 7-3. Uh, there, so. Yeah, we stink, Travis. Cubs drop another one. Yep. Uh, the uh, Yankees, they beat the uh, Blue Jays, and maybe Aaron Judge is just good at hitting home runs. Uh, he hit one no. off the maple leaf. It broke it out there uh, as hard uh, as he hit that. And uh, Aaron Judge goes deep again after all that accusations and all that speculation stuff. Yeah, much to do uh, about nothing. And uh, the Yankees, nah, they had drama yesterday as well as uh, their starting pitcher, German. He got ejected from the game for suspicious substances mm-hmm. that he had on his hand. So, yeah. 
Naughty, naughty. Here's what I have to say, though, Travis, and it stinks because, again, this team that kind of the chirping and stuff's going on with with the Yankees, of course, is the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. But because of the new schedule, they don't see each other as often. Yeah. So it's we're killing rivalries. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I hate this new schedule. <laughs> I understand, oh, but you get to see more teams more often. I don't care. I want to see the teams that I have a rivalry with. I want to see the teams that I am facing to win the Central. Right. Yeah. Down the stretch. The fact that the Cubs and Cardinals do not play in August or September is a crime. Yeah, it really is. It's definitely uh, one of the drawbacks from the schedule. And, yeah, you don't see these uh, rivalries like this and something that could fester into something. Mm-hmm. Um, just not going to develop now. Nope. With, I'm seeing each other uh, left often. So uh, Yankees did end up winning the game. Uh, Baltimore, they won over the Angels 7-2-3. Uh, 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 the Tigers, they shut out the uh, Pirates 4-0. Uh, 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 the Marlins, they won over the Nationals 5-4. Uh, uh, the Red Sox, they beat the Mariners 9-4. The Rays, they beat the Mets 8-5. Uh, the Rangers, they got the Braves 7-4. to four, And uh, the White Sox, they defeated the Guardians 8-3. to three. Uh, Luis Robert Jr., he's homered for the fourth straight game. So maybe not the hottest hitter in baseball, Nolan Arenado. I mean, he has hit in five straight games, but Robert right there, four straight. Didn't know that. Uh, the Reds, they won over the Rockies 3-1. to one. Go ahead, homer there in the seventh. The A's, they win a marathon in the uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, but the joke is that the uh, fans, it looked like as many people just stuck around there in the uh, 12th inning because usually it's a low-capacity crowd there for the A's. But that's how it was at the start of the game, too. So uh, the A's end up walking it off. And four of their ten victories this season have come, by the way, of walk-off. And they went to 9-8 last night in 12 innings. The Royals, they beat the Padres of 5-2-4. The Giants won over the Phillies of 4-3. And there was a misplay in that game as well out there. And the Twins, they defeated the Dodgers 5-2-1. As, man, I thought about uh, sprinkling some entertainment about Clayton Kershaw winning that game despite the circumstances that he went out there with. But Twins, hmm. Ended up winning it 5-1, to one. so good thing I didn't have entertainment. Yeah. And good thing I didn't have uh, very much entertainment with the uh, Dingers last yeah, night. Yeah, both of us. Yeah. As I selected Julio Rodriguez, <laughs> one for four last night. And who did you go with? You went with Fernando Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr. Tatis Jr. And he did not homer either. So another goose egg for Travis and Eric with Dingers on mm-hmm. Dinger Tuesday. But we'll try to pick a winner, and we'll try to pick a dinger next Tuesday. We'll get back on it. Uh, Game's going on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rich Hill on the mound here in a little bit with Pittsburgh and Detroit. Arado Rodriguez had a good outing last time out. Also got afternoon baseball in L.A. Sonny Gray going for Minnesota. Uh, The Rockies, A's, San Francisco, Padres all playing afternoon baseball. You Darvish. On the mound for San Diego. Uh, Garrett Cole on the mound for New York against Chris Bassett. 
for the uh, Blue Jays, Spencer Strider against Nathan Avaldi with the Braves and Rangers. Drew Smiley on the mound for the Cubs against the Astros. J.P. France and Mike Clevenger on the mound for the White Sox against the Guardians this evening. So uh, we'll be back to uh, take a look at how things go tomorrow. Right now we're up against the clock, and we're going to take a look at the NBA playoffs from last night and take a quick peek at the Stanley Cup playoffs for game number one of the Eastern Conference Finals, question mark, tonight. And we'll take a look at that to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. In 2020, Illinois had 270 motor vehicle accidents involving farm tractors or farm equipment. Five of these resulted in a fatality. Hello, this is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons. As we begin to see warm spring weather, farmers will be in the fields. As you go about your daily travels, remember, it only takes moments to overtake a farm tractor while you are traveling at highway speeds. Slow down and approach with caution when you meet a farm implement. Let's have a safe spring and consider the life you save could be your own. Small business owners we know tackling your to-do list can sometimes feel like going 12 rounds against a heavyweight champ. Except that heavyweight's gloves are made of something hard, like diamonds. So when a new to-do pops up, you're like, I can't. I'm boxing my diamond boxing glove-wearing heavyweight champ of a to-do list. At Progressive, we don't want to make your day any harder. That's why we make it easy with over 30 customizable coverage options. So you can finally land a knockout blow. See if you can save on business insurance in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided and serviced by affiliated and third-party insurers. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle Sports Bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Starting off with the stacked pickle. The stacked pickle. How about yes. that? I've not been there. Have, and I can't I, I can't go now. Have not heard of it, yeah. I, mean, I guess well, we can't go now. Nope, you'll never find out no, about we'll it. You'll never know. On 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Only here on 98.9, we're just say a little bit longer. We're up against the clock here as the uh, Lakers, they were up against the clock last night. They ran out of time as they almost came storming back. But Nuggets hold on for a game one of victory. Take a 1-0 series lead in the Western Conference Finals as the Nuggets get it done 132-126 last night as another night there at the office for Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis. It's a shame that uh, Jokic uh, had such a great game because his performance, AD's performance, got overshadowed a little bit. He had 40 last night, did AD, but uh, Jokic, he had 34 points. He finished with 21 rebounds and a 14 assists. I want to say he had like 16 rebounds at halftime mm-hmm. uh, there for Jokic. So he had a nice rebounding game in the first half. A lot of people would take that, but uh, not him. As he finished with 21 rebounds so there. Uh, Jamal Murray also added 31. Uh, Caldwell Pope. Who? Caldwell Pope. He goes for 21 as well. And uh, this is what championship teams do, have role players uh, step up. And yes. uh, Bruce Brown stepped up off the bench at 16 points last night as well and for Trav- Denver. Travis, that's why this is a bad sign because if you're the Lakers, you got AD had a great game, LeBron had a triple-double, like, and it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like, unless LeBron and AD are going to go 40 and 40 every night. It's not right. enough. Yeah. And uh, I know the the excuse early on there was I was listening in on the uh, broadcast of the uh, altitude there for uh, Denver. It kind of looked like the Lakers had a little difficulty adjusting uh, to that, too. I don't know if that's really much of a factor, in my opinion. But no. uh, LeBron ended up with 26. Austin Reeves with a 23 points. Uh, Hachimura had 17 off the bench, but that was really all to speak of. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, he went four for 11, and he ended up uh, staying around after the game and uh, shooting uh, some shots in full uniform at that, at the uh, end of there with everyone gone. So uh, Lakers drop game one last night to uh, the uh, Nuggets. So uh, great performance by Denver. Gets it done. What I'm hoping for, Travis. 1-0 series lead. What I'm hoping and for. And we'll see what happens on a Thursday for game number two in the Western Conference Come on, Finals. Come on, Denver. Let's get it done. I'm only cheering for you a little bit. Only because you're against LeBron. That's right. I still have trepidation due to the Denver owner there. Well, I know. So, but, hey, you got over it with your Rams. I got over it a little bit. Not a fan of the man, fan of the franchise, just to be clear there. Uh, the uh, game number one tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's uh, the Miami Heat going to a Boston at the TD Garden to take on the uh, Celtics. And currently right now, the Celtics favored by eight points in uh, this one. It's Jason Tatum versus uh, Jimmy Butler, the matchup and the uh, players to watch tonight. For the Heat and Celtics. Mm-hmm. Did the Heat get it done? Do they cover? Or does uh, Boston continue the momentum that they had? Uh, the Heat's had a little bit more time to rest. They have. They've, they've been resting up quite a while. So 
They've wrapped up that series with Milwaukee, and Boston had to go all the way to a seventh game. So uh, I think it helps it that Boston is at home, and uh, I'll go ahead and say that they'll uh, go ahead and cover that uh, eight-point uh, spread tonight for game one. Yeah. And then on uh, Friday, it'll be a game number two there as the Western Conference Finals last night on ESPN. They had all the coverage, and the Eastern Conference Finals are on a TNT, and the game tonight starts at 7.30 over there in Boston. And I put a question mark on that a Stanley Cup playoffs with the Eastern Conference. Yes, you did. Game one. Why well, uh, it's Thursday. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals doesn't start until Thursday with Florida and Carolina. Um, it's on TNT, so uh had to wait an extra day. You can't have them both on at the same time. That's really silly. Unfortunately, because we have other commitments on TBS uh, tonight, well, as we know. Well, whatever those commitments are, they just need to go, uh, go aside. Go aside or maybe move to Saturday or something or have another show on Saturday. What about ESPN? Or why not just air it on ESPN? Mm, because they already got the lockdown on the uh, Western Conference Finals with the Brom. Oh, sorry. But they're not playing tonight, Travis. No, they're not. But yeah. we can only have we can have one on one network, one on the other. Hey, speaking of ESPN, uh, coming up this fall, they're going to be adding to uh, their daytime lineup. And we'll talk about that coming up in uh, the uh, pod We'll also be talking about uh, some uh, video games with EA Sports and uh, the NASCAR mm-hmm. 75 best drivers list and uh, see who got snubbed there and see what kind of qualms Eric has about the top 75 list. So uh, catch us in the pod wherever you find your favorite podcast. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. Enjoy and don't forget about that Cardinal game tonight. 5.50 here on ESPN Radio. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. If not, we'll talk to you in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up, we're going to be talking uh, some uh, video games. We're going to be talking about a new show coming to uh, ESPN. Mm -hmm. And we'll be talking about the uh, top 75 NASCAR drivers in NASCAR history. And Eric's gripes and qualms about the to, list. To be fair, there's only a couple. Just a couple. Just a couple. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up here uh, in just a little bit. <laughs> All right. That's uh, coming up. But is there anything on SportsCenter that you want to Yeah, the on? next owner of the Washington Commanders is betting on a big financial turnaround. Josh Harris is predicting that the removal of Dan Snyder as team owner will boost attendance, ticket sales, and sponsorship revenue, as well as the team's prospects for a new stadium. So we'll be on the lookout for that uh 76ers are beginning their coach for a new head coach list of candidates uh include um 
Mike Bonehauser from the fired from the Bucks, Monty Williams fired from the Suns, as well as former Los Angeles Lakers head coach Frank Vogel and Sixers assistant Sam Cassell, New Orleans Pelicans advisor Mike D'Antoni, and former Toronto Raptors head coach Nick Nurse. So there you go. Steve Kerr is speaking on why the defending NBA champions weren't able to replicate their success this season. Golden State Warriors head coach said on Tuesday that the team struggled with a lack of trust that stemmed from a training camp fight between forward Draymond Green and guard Jordan Poole. Kerr added that, quote, anytime some trust is lost, then it makes the process much more difficult, end quote. I'm telling you, Draymond, be looking for a new team because between the... Fighting in the preseason, which I forgot about. I forgot yeah. him and Jordan Poole got into that. And then, mm. you know, he did something else in these playoffs that hurt his team by, by getting suspended for a game. So, Brian get out of here. Tangled up with Sabonis get there in the playoffs. Get out of here. Yeah. One of the top pitching prospects in the Texas Rangers organization is set to miss the remainder of the 2023 season. Kumar Rocker will undergo season-ending Tommy John surgery after he was found to have a torn ligament in his right elbow. Rocker was selected third overall by Texas in 2022. 23-year-old was 2-2 two two with a 3.86 ERA in six starts for single-A Hickory this season. Rangers general manager Chris Young said that Rocker is, quote, just a man on a mission, and he knows this is part of his journey, end quote. End quote. College basketball's all-time winningest coach is set to be honored by the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. Retired Duke head coach Coach K has been elected to this year's class alongside four other inductees. Those joining Coach K in the College Hoops Hall of Fame this year are former Duke guard Johnny Dawkins, former North Carolina forward Tyler Hansborough, as well as Division II coach Herb McGee and late high school scout Tom Konlowski. The group will be enshrined in the Hall of Fame on August 30th in Chicago. Memphis Grizzly star John Morant is responding to his latest live stream video scandal. Morant was seen in a car on a live stream holding what appeared to be a firearm over the weekend. He was suspended for eight games earlier this season after he posted a video holding a gun at a Denver area nightclub. Morant yesterday released a statement saying he takes full accountability for his actions. He said he is, quote, committed to continuing to work, end quote, on himself. Is that John Morant that said that or was that an AI generic response? I, I think so. And just put that into the AI, and that's what it came out with. I wouldn't surprise me, Travis, because this was the most, this was, as I've heard it quoted before, the most sincerely insincere apology ever. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know about ever, but yeah. definitely. And in the, it couldn't get any worse, right, category, the Arizona Coyotes. New arena plans have been rejected by voters. The team said it is, quote, very disappointed that voters did not approve the arena, adding the future of the franchise will be evaluated by the owners of the NHL in the coming weeks. The Coyotes were seeking to build a 16,000-seat arena and entertainment district near Tempe Town Lake at the cost of $2.1 billion. The project included at least $1.9 billion in private funding. Uh. Hey, get used to that college again. <laughs> yeah, Be right there. Arizona State, yep. not going anywhere. Nope. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. let's, no, that's unfortunate. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's all I got. All you got. All right. Uh, so uh, let's hit up on uh, the uh, first bit of news that they came out uh, this morning about EA Sports and video games. Yep. About the new uh, college football game that's uh, supposedly uh, coming out in 2024 now. And uh, EA Sports is letting FBS players opt in to the uh, 2024 
video game. An EA Sports representative confirmed to ESPN on Wednesday that has contacted with one team partners to facilitate collegiate athletes' name and likeness into the game, solving one of the major questions about college football's return to the video game world. The partnership will include the chance for all eligible FBS players to opt in to have their likeness in EA Sports College Football. The representative uh, said those players will receive compensation for being placed in the game. Details such as how much an athlete will receive and the structure of payments are still being finalized, but the EA Sports representative said the goal is to be as inclusive and equitable as possible. On the One Team website, the company stated that if the influence of the individual sales couldn't be figured out, including for video game licensing, then revenues will be divided equally among the athletes, including in each licensing program. If a player does not want to be in the game, EA Sports would create, like the good old days, would create a generic avatar and player in that athlete's place. So uh, we knew yep. name, image, and likeness. Yep. And EA Sports confirming that they can opt in and would be compensated for their likeness. And we know that they have uh, 120 teams, I believe, already committed, uh, including the Big Five, um, 10 FBF conferences, uh, the college football playoff. The goal is to have every FBS school in the game. But, Travis, there is one team that has not committed yet, and that's Notre Dame. The Fighting Irish said that they would not participate until the NIL compensation was worked out. Um, following Wednesday's agreement, officials at Tulane and Northwestern told ESPN that their schools would now opt into the game. So if you want to play as a Wildcat, Travis, you can do it now. But we have not That's heard anything. Um, a Notre Dame source told ESPN on Wednesday that the school has been in touch with ESPN uh, or with EA Sports to help with the NIL integration for the video game. It doesn't seem, though, that Notre Dame has made a decision on being in the game itself. Jeez. Is get, it? Get off your high horse, Notre Dame. I know, right? Jeez. Join a conference and get in the game. Get in the ga- it's in the game. God, get in the game. Notre Dame isn't now. Hey, you know what? Would As you still right play now. without Notre Dame? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Everyone would. Yeah, okay. Get over yourselves, what? Notre Dame. That's what I thought. So. Jeez. Yeah. <sighs> but I like that. It means we're getting closer to the game coming out, Travis. We are. We're getting closer. It's getting, uh, it's getting close, but yep. it looks like it's a summer 2024 a year so a year from now or so mm. uh, we were told we, we just, were told it was this year when it was first announced mm-hmm. in 2021 and then they pushed it back video games don't get pushed back no. never ending even when you see footage of it being played it never gets pushed back i'm still waiting for grand theft auto 12 years later that's true i saw i saw footage of that like a I year did ago see, yeah, yeah i did see the that was the end the game i haven't heard anything footage. since yeah Jeez. Uh, but, hey, like you said, we're uh, another step closer. Another step to, closer. Uh, At least they're all going to get paid for it. Yeah. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing before we get about the uh, new show with ESPN. I just saw something here on the side uh, that Aaron Judge is being cleared because uh, the pitcher that was in the game the other night for Toronto, Jay Jackson, uh, said that he was tipping his pitches against Aaron Judge. So mm. uh, he was being told that he was tipping his pitches. So, uh, of course, uh, the broadcasters on the Blue Jays uh, TV side kind of pointed that out with Judge looking over at the dugout. Um, but Jackson said and told reporters, and he told the Athletic, 
Uh, from what I was told, I was kind of tipping the pitch. It was less my grip when I was coming uh, behind my ear. It was the time it was taking me from my set position, from my glove, coming from my head to my hip. On fastballs, I was kind of doing it quicker than on sliders. They were kind of picking up on it. Gotcha. And that's just normal baseball yep. uh, right there. And so no harm, no foul nope. there in that aspect. All right, before we get to the uh, NASCAR 75 drivers list, uh, it was announced yesterday that the uh, rumors were true that a new show will be coming to a ESPN this fall. It's not a brand new show. It's a highly successful show. will be uh, coming to uh, the uh, mothership of ESPN, the worldwide leader in uh, sports, as it was uh, speculated and the rumors were confirmed by the man himself, but Pat McAfee announced after the show, his show uh, will be coming to ESPN this fall. So it'll be coming to uh, the ESPN channel platforms after first take and get up. It'll be on ESPN Plus and it will still be available on YouTube. Of course, this um, something is up a season. Uh, he said one thing that would not change that this that his show would still be available for free and would still always be on YouTube. And that's exactly what's going to happen. But it's going to be on ESPN's YouTube channel instead. So the Pat McAfee show coming to ESPN on a new deal. And uh, Pat is also reportedly getting handsomely paid uh, as well, a part of the new multi-year agreement. And, of course, expands his college football analyst role with ESPN and college game day as well. So Pat McAfee coming to ESPN this fall. I'm happy and sad all at the same time, Travis. I'm, I'm happy because I, I think that'll be good for ESPN. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. It's not ESPN radio included. I know that's what I, that's what I looked at too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he his show is more towards the visual side of things, and uh, he said that they're not gonna say the f bomb. Yes. Less. Yes. But uh, every he said virtually every other word yes. is open. Yes. Um, and they did have some f bombs on the last dance. I just he mentioned in his video. Yes. I I just I I would like for him. And it's no disrespect because I think he is great at what he does. I would love for him to take over for Greeny, that time slot on our station, on, on ESPN Radio. Because mm-hmm. Greeny just has, I know he's been dealing with some health issues. He hasn't been there. Yeah, he's just inconsistent. He's just inconsistent on when with he's there. With all the other stuff that he's yeah. doing on, on TV. Whether and... it be Get Up or NBA Countdown yeah. or NFL stuff or whatever it is he's doing. Right. You know, working the draft or yeah, he's just got his hands in 18 different pots. Like, it'd be mm-hmm. nice to have Pat just take that two hours. It's two hours. Right. It's not a huge commitment. It'd be great lead in because we don't know yet what time his show is airing on ESPN. Right. It wasn't announced, you no. know, his regular time or whatever. And I think he usually spends three, maybe four hours every right. day. But Maybe I two I, th- or three. I think nine to eleven central would be a great lead in for his show on ESPN. He could use it as time to just hype up. You want more on this? Tune into ESPN coming up later today. 
kind of the reverse of what Greeny does. Greeny talks about what's already happened on Get Up. Yeah. Whereas Pat could be, hey, make sure you tune in today. Coming up top of the hour, we're going to be doing this on ESPN. Check it out. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, and like uh, a lot of fans, even though he's even on today's show, I, t- I saw a little stuff on uh, social media because he dropped this video uh, yesterday, and he's actually back in studio uh, today. But the biggest thing for him and his fans was by going to a network like this is that they would potentially be less free right. or um, they would have be less control of their content. Of course, he's been on the record saying we're too dumb to change and uh, they wouldn't have made this move if they weren't allowed to keep their creative freedom and whatnot. So uh, that is what I worry about. And I think a lot of fans of his show uh, worry about about him uh, getting tied down to a network and changing who they are and why they've been so successful and what they have been, even though they state firmly that nothing will change or very little will change, and they still have creative control over the show. I'm just upset. That means he's not coming back to the E. <laughs> I know. Yes, another bummer uh, as well. So, uh, means Michael Cole will never retire. I know. He said he wouldn't retire until him and Pat had one more run. <laughs> that is also a big bummer as well, for sure, Bob. But we all kind of, let's be honest, we all kind of thought it was going this way when he started doing College Game Day. Oh, yeah. When he started joining joining ESPN for College Game Day, it was kind of like, and then we started hearing rumblings that his contract was up with whatever network he was with. And mm-hmm. it was like... Yeah, he was on Sirius this, for a while, and then yeah. now he's just been on YouTube. Yeah, it's like, is is this the start of something? So I would say you got to get a foot in the door somewhere, and what will it lead to? He got yeah. his foot in the door doing college game day. And and then he had, like, that uh, picture uh, with him and Bob Iger. Yep. The uh, big wig at Disney yep. there, and it's like, oh, well, all right. All right, now we see what's it's, happening. It's rumors, yes. but uh, it's pretty much yep. confirmed. Uh, there and so uh, this fall Pat McAfee show not changing but they are going to ESPN on the channels and on the uh, YouTube channel Mm -hmm. as well of course I'm a fan of the uh, Pat McAfee show big fan of uh, Pat and what he does again with them not being uh, so buttoned up as a sports show I know what ESPN does to uh, sports shows that aren't buttoned up. I know. Yeah. I know. Pat is. They have guests on. They're super hardcore on the uh, stats and uh, legit reporting. Uh, other shows that are not so buttoned up maybe weren't mm-hmm. so good. Uh, I think that just a show that just left a few years ago. Of course, the Dan Lebertar show with the uh, Stu Gatz. Uh, they weren't what ESPN really would consider a, a sports show, but it was widely successful both in the podcasting realm uh, more than anything, but also on the ESPN radio side. And I'll be honest, ever since they've left the mothership, I haven't listened to Dan Lebetard in mm-hmm. quite a long time after they've been exclusively on YouTube uh, as well and starting their own little network right. uh, that they got going on. They just moved into a new studio uh, as well, they mm. got out of the Clevelander finally after all these years. But I haven't listened to him in uh, forever. I don't think you're um, alone, Travis. 
mean, I just didn't like it that they that one of their things was they kept bumping up against the machine of ESPN, right. and there were rebels while they were in there. And when they broke free, it's like, oh well, this isn't really cool anymore. They don't have anything to bump against yep. uh, anymore. And also, I wasn't a huge fan of some of those people that they added to the uh shipping container mm-hmm. uh chris winningham <coughs> uh, hey my man has to start listening to it again uh he's doing other things with uh, mls soccer and uh, whatnot and then also you know i don't think this is the same situation but uh espn getting into bed with uh barstool all those years ago with uh, part of my take and the van talk uh, that they had, it was canceled after one episode yep. um, because I really think uh, that ESPN didn't exactly know what they were getting themselves into and kind of brought them on sight unseen. Uh, I guess you'd say they didn't really line up with the vision of ESPN and Barstool mm-hmm. there. So that was a big bummer there. So I just worry about uh, entities that have content that's free with them and kind of free flow content. I don't worry about them coming to ESPN, but hey, they say nothing's changing. So uh, maybe we should just trust, trust the process and trust the brand of Pat McAfee not changing. We'll see. But we, we shall see. So coming at you this fall, I'm sure more details will be coming out later with this. All right, uh, so uh, now we're get to uh, the uh, NASCAR and the uh, NASCAR list of the uh, top yeah. seventy-five drivers. Of course, uh, we this is the seventy-fifth anniversary mm-hmm. of NASCAR, and so they came out with a list of top seventy-five drivers that we're finally going to get to here. Well, but that's the thing, Travis. They didn't. They, they did. Came out with a list of twenty-five drivers. Oh, because here's what they did back in nineteen ninety-eight during NASCAR's fiftieth anniversary. They came out with a list of the 50 greatest drivers. So um, they added to that 50 greatest list. So you couldn't get removed <laughs> from the 50. So the 50 that were there were already stuck there. Gotcha. So we're adding 25 basically from 1998 on. Mm, okay. Gotcha. Here's here's who we've added. All right. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, and Travis, you being the, the kind of NASCAR fan you are, tell me if you think these drivers deserve to be there. Okay. We'll start with the hardest one. Jimmy Johnson. Does Jimmy Johnson deserve to be on the 75 greatest drivers in NASCAR? Yes. Okay. All right. Matt Kenseth? Yes. Winner? Former champ? Joey Logano? Mm. Two-time champ. I mean, Kevin Harvick? Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Busch? Ah, yeah. He he won a championship. And a Daytona 500. Mm -hmm. Kyle Busch? Okay. I mean, he has over 200 wins across all three NASCAR series, which is the most of anybody. So I think you gotta there you, you go. gotta have him. Yeah. Again, this is all of NASCAR, not just the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that coming up in a little bit. Sam Ard, Travis, like I have no clue who I Sam have Ard no is. No idea who he is. He's a big <laughs> driver in the Xfinity Series. He has a ton of records in the Xfinity Series before Kyle Busch came along. Uh, mm. Kyle Busch broke all of his records, but he's basically second. So I think you gotta have him. Larry Phillips, same way. Big in the Xfinity series. Before my time, even. Right, yeah. Brad Keselowski. Oh, Brad. Uh, this is an iffy for me. This was my yeah. first iffy. I know he's a champ, so he's almost got to be included. And the reason why Travis is in NASCAR's history, there's only been 35 different Cup Series champions. You have to include all the Cup champs. If you're doing 75 right. drivers and there's 35 different Cup champs, 
you have to include all of them. Yeah. So true. I think Brad gets in just based off that. Yeah. But he hasn't won a 500. He hasn't won a Coke 600. He hasn't won at Indy. He hasn't won any of these. He's won at, at Talladega, but that's not, I mean, that's one kind of marquee race. But mm-hmm. uh, Martin Truex Jr., mm. same thing, cup champion. So you got to include him. He's yeah. won at Darlington, I believe. So, I mean, that's a marquee race. Mm. Bobby Labonte. Yep. Cup Series champ, Indy five, uh, Brickyard four hundred champ, mm-hmm. Dale Jarrett, Dale Jarrett, of course. Yep. yep. Jeff Burton. Now Jeff Burton, hmm. I pause a little bit on. Yeah. Never won a Cup title. Never won an Xfinity title. Never won a five hundred. Never won at the Brickyard. Hmm. Won at Darlington, which is considered a marquee race mm-hmm. hmm. i i don't know and i like i, I think yeah. jeff burton got in more so because of his off the track um you know he was respected by the entire garage they called him the mayor like everyone just if you yeah, had an I've issue you would go to jeff burton and he would bring it up with nascar he was kind of the voice of the drivers which they don't have now so i think that is really what pushed jeff burton in mm-hmm. so yeah Ron Hornaday Jr. Truck Series, four-time Truck Series champ. Besides Kyle Busch, has the most wins in Truck Series history. No one else in the Truck Series has more than three titles. He's got four of them. He's got to be in there. Mm. The Truck Series in '98, by the way, had been around for three years at that point. So, Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards. No Cup Championship. Yeah. No 500. No Indy, no Brickyard, no Coke 600. He won an all-star race. I don't think he won at Darlington, but he is a two-time Xfinity Series champ. So I think that helps his cause. Yeah. And he was lovable. He was a fan favorite. People liked him. The backflips. Then, yes. Denny Hamlin. Mm -hmm. Denny Hamlin has not won a Cup Series title. Mm. Hasn't won an Xfinity Series title, but he's won three Daytona 500s. Ooh, you yeah. you got to put a guy in there who's won three Daytona 500. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm kind of saving the ones I have big question marks for for the, the end here. So, uh, Randy LaJoy, he's a two-time Xfinity Series champion, and he's 15th all-time in Xfinity Series wins. So, again, he was popular in the 90s uh, in the Xfinity Series. Never really did much in Cup, but he's another Xfinity Series driver. I guess they say you have to include. Um <laughs> Mike, Mike Stefanik, he is was big on like the modified tour, which I'm I'm a little iffy on that because it was a NASCAR modified tour, but it wasn't a national series. Hmm. So hmm. that one I'm a little iffy on. Yeah, Casey Kane, Casey Kane never won a Cup title, but he's he's won four of the Grand Slam races. Hmm. Never won Daytona, but he won Indy. He won the Coke 600 a couple times. He won at Darlington. So I think that's enough to get you there, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not the first driver that comes right. to mind, but right. I guess his resume is is good. And Tony Stewart. Mm-hmm. You, to, oh, Tony Stewart's going to be Stewart. in there. Three-time cup champion. You're going to include him, like we said, with the, the cup champion argument. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what gets these this one in and i i i guess you have to include him chase elliott chase yep 
Travis, he's been in the Cup Series for right. five years, but I guess he's already won a title. He has an Xfinity Series title, too. So, you, like I said, if you've won a Cup title, you have to be included on the list. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's what gets Chase Elliott in there. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Larson. Yeah. Same thing. Cup Series champion. Had maybe one of the best seasons ever when he won that title. I think he won, what, 10 races that year or something? Wow. It was crazy. He just dominated. So, hmm. I guess Cup Series Championship gets you in. Yep. All right. Now, we have kind of the, the three. Well, all right. Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle never won a Cup Series title. Never won at Daytona 500. Never won at Indy. Don't think he won at Charlotte in the Coke 600. May have won Darlington. But he is a Truck Series champion, and he is an Xfinity Series champion. I think that's got to be enough to get you there. Hmm. Yeah. And he he won more. He he won Cup races, but he didn't win the marquee events. <laughs> the Biff. The Biff. The Biff. This is his name, nickname. So, so he's in there. And then the <laughs> other two, Travis, that I have questions about. Uh huh. Ryan Newman and Sterling Marlin. Ah, look at the rocket, Ryan Newman. Rocket Ryan Newman just returned this weekend, if you remember. Nice. But he won at Indy. He won a 500. Mm -hmm. But he never won a cup title. He never won an Xfinity Series title. He he had some wins. He had a lot of poles. And that's kind of what, I, from reading up, they kind of gave him the nod on that, is that he won poles. Well... Is that really, like, so you were in a fast car by yourself for one lap. Right. Is that is that enough to say you're a 75 greatest driver of all time? Hmm. To me, it's not. No. The other one I have an issue with is Sterling Marlin. Oh, Sterling Marlin. Sterling Marlin never won a cup title. He is a two-time Daytona 500 champ. He won at Darlington, but not the Southern 500, not the marquee event. Mm -hmm. I don't think Sterling Marlin did enough to deserve to get into the 75 greatest list. Maybe that's why the Daytona 500. Maybe. Maybe the Daytona 500 put him over the top. Yeah. Uh, He won back-to-back 500s, which is very hard. I'm not saying it isn't. but, Mm -hmm. But I have three drivers, Travis that I think need to be on the list and the fact that they're not on this list is a shame. Mm-hmm. All right. And the first one is Matt Crafton. Matt Crafton is a truck series driver. He is a three time truck series champ. Like I said, no one besides Ron Hornaday's won the, the title more. And he's 11th in truck series wins. So if we're going to include the trucks and the Xfinity Series in, on this list, I think he should be included. He's ran more races in the Truck Series than anyone else in history. Yeah. The other one sticking with the trucks is Jack Sprague. Jack Sprague is a three-time Truck Series champion as well, and he's third in the series in wins. Hmm. How can you not put the guy who's third in your series in wins Yeah. in this? You know what I'm saying? Like... The last one I have, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because he only has four career wins. Only four career wins, Travis, in the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. And that's Austin Dillon. Oh, Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. And here is why, Travis. 
He is an Xfinity Series champ. He's a Truck Series champ. And like I said, yes, he has four wins in his career. Ooh. But, close 600. One was the spring race, or the summer race at Daytona. Hmm. Half your so wins many. at Daytona and half your wins being in marquee events. Yeah. When we talked about guys who haven't won marquee events, who have no championships at any level, and he's got two championships in the lower series, but he's still got two of them. Right. Hmm. I think Austin Dillon should be in there. That's a good argument. I mean, yes, he only has four career wins. But if we're factoring in everything, and we're factoring in the importance of the marquee event, when half your wins are marquee events, and you're a Daytona 500 champ, Mm-hmm. You should be included in this win- in this list. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's fair. That that is that is the only arguments I really have is those three drivers. Now I did see a fun little exercise. And another person I saw a lot of people including was Jamie McMurray. Yeah. Jamie McMurray, Indy 500 win, uh Daytona 500 win. Um I think he, he should be considered. He should be like in the next tier. But then I saw Travis, people saying, well, if we stuck to this format, what's 25 years from now look like as far as who makes it in mm-hmm. in, in 25 years? Who are, who's the 25 that we're adding? Um, and I'm going to try and pull that up right now, kind of see what some people are saying. Because I think that's very interesting. Like, what would happen if we... You know, if we if we went this out, who's going to get in? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. So here's here's what someone put in no particular order, and I'll ask you, and you'll you know I want you to to respond here. Let's see of the guys you know, William Byron. Based on the track he's on, I think you would include William Byron in twenty five years. He's definitely on a good path. I mean, so he's on a he's, good path. He's got a good chance. He's got wins. He's, you know, he won at Darlington. A, a marquee win would be helpful for him. A, a championship, obviously, as we talked about, championship will get you in. Yeah. Alex Bowman, I think, is an outside chance. He just doesn't mm. win enough. Yeah. Yeah, so, no. Ryan Blaney, another guy who just doesn't win enough. Yeah. He's always up there contending, but he's never wins. Right. So, no. Bubba? Bubba Wallace? No. Another guy who's up there just doesn't win enough. Tyler Reddick? I think that's interesting, depending on how good the 2311 team is. Maybe. That he could get in. Jamie McMurray, we already mentioned. Clint Boyer? Hmm. I mean, his career's done. He can't win anymore. He never won a marquee race. He has a lot of wins. Mm-hmm. But none of them, I mean, I think he's won Talladega a couple times. But hmm. um, Mike Skinner in the Truck Series. Mike Skinner was the first ever Truck Series champ. Mike Skinner. Yes. Johnny yes. Benson. I don't know if Johnny Benson should get in. Uh, Jeff Green. David Green. They were both big in Xfinity Series. Um, I don't know. Austin Hill. He's in the Xfinity Series now. I think he's got a lot more winning to try to do. John Hunter Nemechek. We've talked about him. He's doing well in the Xfinity Series. Christopher Bell, I think, will make this list because I think he's going to get a championship before his time is up. 
Yeah. Um, Ty Gibbs. Ooh. That's an interesting one for me. Yeah. Uh, maybe. 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 I, I think chance. so. Um, and the, the most interesting one, Travis. Ross Chastain. Ooh. Does Ross <laughs> Chastain make the 100 greatest drivers greatest in drivers. NASCAR history? <laughs> oh. He's definitely the 100 most talked about NASCAR driver. Yeah. But some people consider him a good driver. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about him. The fact that he's only won three races in his career. Check that. Two races in his career. Hmm. And one was at Coda, which he knocked A.J. Allmendinger out of the way on a road course. And the other was Talladega, where he got the right push at the right time to get the win. Those hmm. are his two wins in his career. With the speed he has, the equipment he has, he should have more wins than two. Yeah. The fact he only has two tells me that his aggressive style he's doing is not working. Yeah. Because he should have more. He's just making enemies. He's not he getting definitely wins. He's making enemies, that's for sure. So I think that will hurt him in the long run. Until he kind of settles down. Now, he did say that him and Justin Marks had a constructive conversation this week after Darlington. Um, which I think Justin Marks needed to do that because obviously you're not going to, you know, if, if Chevy's threatening to pull out their support from you because of what you're doing and you're messing with the golden goose of, of Hendrick Motorsports, mm-hmm. you probably need to go talk to your driver and say, hey, calm down a little bit. Let's go one week where we're not in the news yeah. for getting into an issue. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, where are we at this weekend for the All-Star Race? North Wilkesboro, which is a short track, which with a million dollars on the line or a million and a half or two or three million, whatever it is that they're racing for, are you not telling me that if Ross Chastain's in second place, whoever that driver is in first is getting really nervous because Ross has shown he will not be afraid to use his bumper to get you out of the way. So I kind of hope Ross is in second or third coming down with like five laps to go because I think he will knock everyone out of the way to win. (laughs) It's for money, absolutely. Money and no points? Yeah, I'm going for it. Yeah. They used to have a saying, Travis, with the all-star race, checkers or wreckers. You either bring back the checkered flag or you bring back the steering wheel. That's it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's on a short track, so you're not going as fast. So I think people will go even, be even more bold, we'll say. More bold. Yep. So, all right, you want to uh, do on this date and we'll get out of here? Oh, yeah, let's do on this day. All right, well, we got, we got a couple days to make up, so we'll start on the 15th. 1941, May 15th, Joe DiMaggio began his 56-game hitting streak, Travis. Mm, nice. Also, May 15th, 1973, Nolan Ryan pitched the first of his seven no-hitters. Mm, that's important. Uh, 19, May 15th, 1999, the Knicks became only at the time the second eighth seed in NBA playoff history to defeat a one seed when they beat Miami in five games. Obviously, we know this year the Heat added to that when they beat the Bucks. Yep. <coughs> May 15th, Travis, 2014, Jacob DeGrom made his Major League debut against the Yankees in the first start of his Rookie of the Year season. Hmm. And he's been hurt ever since. Yep. Yep. That first game, he took a hard luck loss at City Field. Allowed one run over seven innings. That was basically his entire Mets career. One run, loss. 
Yeah, pretty much. His Cy Young that campaign where he had a 7-15 and 15 record but a 1.0 ERA. Yeah, thanks to the Mets thanks, offense. Thanks, Mets. Jeez. Can't get me a run. Poor guy. Uh, May 15th, 2016, Rugnit Odor and Jose Batista fight behind second place with yep. Odor punching Batista's jaw. Yep, I saw videos yep. of that. May 16th, 1980, Magic Johnson scored 42 points in Game 6 of the NBA Finals, the most by a rookie in NBA Finals history to clinch the Lakers' NBA title over the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Yep. May 16th, 1982, the Islanders win their third of four straight Stanley Cups. May 16th, 1995, Jason Kidd of Dallas and Grant Hill of Detroit were named co-winners of the NBA Rookie of the Year Award. Mm. Didn't know that was a thing. Co-winners. <laughs> co-winners. Uh, May 16th, 1996, Sammy Sosa became the first Cubs hitter to connect on multiple home runs in a single inning. Hmm. May 16th, 2001, Allen Iverson of the 76ers scored 52 points against the Raptors in Game 5 of their Eastern Conference semifinal series. Joining Michael Jordan is the only two players ever to score 50 or more points in two games of the same playoff series. Hmm. May 16th, 2004, Milwaukee Brewers starter Ben Sheets becomes the 14th pitcher in MLB history to strike out at least 18 batters in a nine-inning game. Travis, did you remember that Ben Sheets struck out 18 batters? No. No? Neither did anyone else. Ben Sheets. <laughs> um, May 16th, 2006, with Benji Molina and Jose Molina starting across from each other behind the plate, each sibling catcher steals a base off the other. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. That they stole They stole base. off of each other. Hmm. You know that the the one did it, and then immediately the other one's like, "I'm going to get on base and steal from you." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you think definitely. They, you think let him? No. Nah. No. Nah. 2011, uh, May 16th, Vin Marsalo set a Kansas City franchise record, allowing 14 runs in a single appearance. He throws 77 pitches over just two and a third innings, and all 14 runs are earned. His ERA goes from a 4.5 entering the day to 22.74. Ooh. <laughs> Not good. It's rough. That's why you've never heard of him again. Yeah. And then today's date, we have the Islanders winning their fourth straight Stanley Cup back in 1983. On this day in 1970, Hank Aaron became the ninth player to reach 3,000 hits, but the first to have 500 home runs while doing it as well. Hmm. On this day in 1993, Michael Jordan hit the shot part two over the Cavaliers, eliminating playoffs, uh, Cleveland from the playoffs again with a buzzer-beating mid-range jumper. That was when the Bulls were going to win their third consecutive NBA title before Jordan retired. Uh, to become a basketball or a baseball player. And finally, Travis, on this day in 1998, David Wells recorded the 15th perfect game in Major League history, blanking the Twins 4 to nothing at Yankee Stadium. Mm. And he was hungover. Yep, he was hungover. Apparently. Yep. Can't imagine. No, never. So there you go. That is, uh, that's what we got. That's what we got. That's this date in sports history. Yep. All right. So I don't think we have anything else. So uh, let's uh, shut this thing down and we're going to get on out of here. We'll be back for you tomorrow. We'll be back to recap all those postseason games from the local realm tomorrow. And uh, we'll get you set and recap the Eastern Conference game number one tonight. Plus NASCAR pick them. And a NASCAR pick them as well due to a no-show, at least no trustful show on right. Friday. All right, uh, so uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Back tomorrow. Peace out. <laughs>